Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Blog Talk Radio and WAMS. It's the Blog Talk Radio Network heard worldwide. I'm Burke Allen. Thank you so much for being a part of the program today. Our guest is a Kentucky author. He's very proud of that. You know, Kentucky known for uh, the Kentucky Derby, for bourbon, and now known for author Eddie Price. His book is Winter's Landing, and it's a historical novel about uh, the Kentucky frontier. Uh, Eddie is also a, a speaker for the Kentucky Humanities Council Speakers Bureau, and um, lots of what he talks about is bringing history to life for audiences of all ages around the time of the 1812 uh, period covered in his book, Winter's Landing, which is an award winner as well. And we're happy to have author Eddie Price on the program. Hey, Eddie, thanks for spending some time with us today. Glad to do it. So you're a, a proud Kentuckian. And you've written this book, uh, Winter's Landing, which uh, outside Kentucky may not be a particularly well-known story. Now, as, as a guy who grew up there and has spent you know, a good part of his life there, uh, what is it about the story in Winter's Landing that, that touched you and made you want to bring it out to a wider audience? Well, I've been a history teacher for 36 years of my life. I've always been interested in the Ohio River. And actually, you'd be surprised how global Kentucky was uh, in the years between 1811 and 1815. Uh, our trade was severely curtailed by the British with their blockade of New Orleans, and the Ohio and Mississippi rivers were our conduits to the southern ports. Uh, we ended up fighting uh, at the Battle of New Orleans. Uh, and again, that was the number one superpower of the world, and Kentuckians played a big role in mm-hmm. handing them a defeat. Our guest, if you're just joining us, is Eddie Price. The book is Winter's Landing. It's all about life and love on the Kentucky frontier. And uh, your lead character is a, a 21-year-old guy, and, and he rides mm-hmm. his flatboat down the Ohio and, and settles there in Kentucky, and, and lots of things happen after that. Um, tell us, if you would, you know, sort of the, the overview of Craig's story. And, and I'm, I'm most interested in, since he is a young guy, you know, lots of times younger folks aren't that interested in history. So what is it that makes Craig Ridgeway's story interesting to audiences of all ages, but especially to younger people? Well, I did throw in a little bit of romance uh, that that always has uh, you know a little appeal to people. Uh, he's a 21-year-old gunsmith's apprentice. He comes from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. His uh, gunsmith, the, the master gunsmith, dies, and uh, the daughter, whom with whom he had had a terrible affair, uh, had a terrible falling out with him. She sells the the gunsmith shop. And he really has no place to work. 
Britain is blockading the seacoast, and uh, he seeks, you know, uh, employment to the west. He ends up going to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, works there for a time in an iron foundry, and he hears stories about Kentucky where corn grows 10 feet tall. You can shoot your game, you know, your supper right off the back porch. And so he ends up having a, a big adventure going down the Ohio River on a flat boat. Uh, he meets the Witter Fuquay and ends up on her land. Now, the word Witter is Kentucky Eves for widow. We put our heads right. on pillar. <laughs> so, uh, but but it's an adventure. He comes down to the um, the area, not knowing that the winter has a terrible reputation. Um, but he's suffering from pneumonia. She gets him well, mm-hmm. and then he um, uh, ends up learning a little bit about farming from her. And when she passes on, he's got this farm. And uh, she's left it to him. And in some of his struggles, I think people can identify with anybody that's ever farmed. You know, I've had many farmers tell me they read the book over and over again because they know exactly where I'm coming from and, and what's happening. Eddie Price's book, Witter's Landing, which is, as he said, is Kentucky ease for the word widow. Witter's Landing, available online at Amazon.com. The bookstore is everywhere. And the website is Eddie Price, Kentucky Author.com. That's Eddie Price, Kentucky Author.com. I'm always fascinated when I talk to, to authors and screenwriters who, who write about history and, and finding out about their research process. So when you decided to dive deep into this story, what sort of research did you undertake? I took it on several levels. Of course, I'm, I'm an academic, so I did a lot of firsthand document research. I read a lot of letters to see what people were feeling and thinking at that time. I did a lot of just really in-depth uh, uh, historical research uh, in archives. Um, I went to the Steamboat Museum. I traveled to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and toured. I did. A, I toured every site in the book. Uh, I worked for five different summers and on some autumn days while I was still teaching uh, in pioneer villages, and I learned how to make cedar shake shingles. We notched logs and, uh, you know, used the ads to square the logs and raise cabins. Um, the women were really great about teaching me how to cook. Uh, we worked in pioneer gardens. And uh, so I did a lot of interviews with park rangers, uh, people who knew a lot about the military. I worked with a gunsmith uh, with black powder rifles. Uh, so I really, it was sort of a total immersion. And I mean, it, it was, I was living that, you know, I ended up getting um, a costume and, um, or actually they call it a uniform, but it's a frontiersman's frock and uh, moccasins and uh, the floppy cap, you know, and I actually go on uh, uh, various reenactments, and that's where I sell my books. But it was just a, it was an experience to learn and to actually be, live in the Ohio River and to, uh, you know, uh, in, in the Ohio River Valley and to see what it's like and to uh, farm. I mean, some of the farming I did from the time I was eight years old, 
And uh, so I knew what I was talking about. I, I made sure I did when I wrote. You know, I even plowed with mules uh, to learn how, and hook them up. And it was one of those things that I did because I wanted to be able to do it and then write about my experiences. And, you know, Tom Clancy very famously would put lots of those sorts of very specific details in his books. And Witter's Landing has all of that. Um, one of the things that I think probably is not really well known is the, the big role that Kentucky played in that War of 1812, which was actually the, the second war uh, for independence with England. And Witter's Landing happens right smack dab sort of in the middle of that. Do you, do you get into that whole piece of it, uh, into oh. Kentucky's big role? Oh, yes, I do. In fact, the war, because of the British blockade of the East Coast, the seaboard states in 1811 and 12 were really suffering. Then when war was declared, I mean, that's what brought Craig to Kentucky. And then Kentucky, almost every family, well, in fact, they did, sent men. Uh, We were one of the biggest contributors of men in the war. Kentucky lost 64% of all of the Americans killed in the War of 1812. There were 17 other states. They lost 36%. Kentucky alone lost 64% of all uh, Americans killed. They were everywhere. Not one battle was fought in Kentucky, but Kentuckians went up to Michigan Territory, Indiana, and Illinois Territory. They went in the state of Ohio. They fought in Canada, uh, along the eastern seaboard, and at the Battle of New Orleans. We were the largest contingent of soldiers at the Battle of New Orleans. Andrew Jackson needed us, although we weren't well armed. Uh, Only one in three men went down there with weapons, which was a surprise to me. Um, still, the men that went that had guns were very good, and Jackson needed every man on the front. So Kentucky played a role from beginning to end in that war. Eddie Price is our guest. The book is Winter's Landing, and uh, folks like the Louisville Courier-Journal are praising it. Uh, as a matter of fact, they said that, and I quote here, Eddie Price has written a love story interwoven with a thoroughly researched and well-written history. The book is an award winner, too. You said earlier you were an academic, you're a former teacher, but, but were you a history buff? Were you somebody that before you started learning about the story to, to build out this historical novel that, that really was a fan of history? Or did, did the process of researching this book make you a fan of, of history? Oh, no. I was a fan of history from the beginning. I, as a young um, young boy, I always you know, wondered what it would be like to live in the past. And I read every book that I could get my hands on, Daniel Boone, Abraham Lincoln, uh, The Mountain Men, anything like that. I was just absolutely in love with it. And uh, it was my favorite subject in school growing up. I uh, had a fantastic history teacher, and I credit him in the opening part of the book for getting me even more involved in history. I wanted to be a teacher just like Floyd Hooks, my U.S. history teacher, and I mean, he had me hook, line, and sinker, and I became a history major at Westland. I got involved in historical societies in the area, 
and uh, I travel. I go. I, that's where I like to go. You know, I like to go to historical sites, and especially when they have events. You know, and see. You know, you get living historians, and now I'm doing that. I'm actually, you know, with Frontier Tools. Uh, I'll go out to like we were at Old Fort Niagara in New York. And uh, my wife, Mary, and I, we, she dresses as well, and we laid out a bunch of tools from our museum, and we do a show-and-tell. And, tell. and uh, then I'll participate in rifle uh, uh, shooting. We'll have honor guards, and we'll actually have the reenactments of the battles. And I get to play dead sometimes. Sometimes I win. It depends where we are. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's great fun. I'm just I'm living the dream. And uh, and you do come out in, in full regalia in the, in the Aryan actors uniform and, and all that. And there's some great pictures, by the way, of, of Eddie uh, and, and uh, the, the presentations he gives on his website, eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. That's eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. And it's uh, although said in Kentucky, it's a, a story that certainly people all over the United States, especially people that are interested in, in that time in American history and the frontier and the War of 1812, would find interesting, and, and I found it interesting, Eddie, that before we went on the air today, you told me that, that even today, just earlier today, you were doing a presentation for young people at a school. What sorts of questions do you get asked by, by kids whenever they want to know about, uh, about that time in history? Any interesting questions? Oh, I do. Yes, I, uh, the kids, they are so inquisitive. A lot of them you know, want to know what they wore. And so I'll actually tell them what each piece of, um, you know, clothing or whether it's a possibility bag, a powder horn, you know, they want to know what it was. I talk about, you know, light and, you know, that most people had candles or uh, lard lamps, and I'll show them an example of that. And they, they just can't believe that people, you know, where, where do they go to the bathroom? <laughs> you know, uh, what do they do when the food's spoiled? You know, uh, you know, how do they keep – how do they keep food, you know, preserved? And they, they, they're very inquisitive. Kids are just like young adults, and I never play down to them. When I go out, I talk to them just like they're grown-ups. And, uh, you know, you have to be cognizant of their vocabulary. And so uh, today's program was actually a children's puppet show. It had nothing to do with – because I've written children's books as well. And so uh, today I actually um, did three kindergarten cl- uh, groups. There were six classes in all, and uh, I had them singing and learning about uh, bees and listening to parents. And uh, so that that's a totally different thing that I do. But – I use that to drive the sales of the adult book as well. Well, I'd love to get into to talking about the kids' book, which has a great title, by the way, Little Miss Grubby Toes, uh, with author Eddie Price. And you can find out more about Eddie at eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. That's eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. His book, Winner's Landing, the historical fiction piece, is a multiple award winner, including winning Best Historical Fiction Novel from a reader's favorite Uh, amongst others. If Eddie, you can stick around with us, we'll be back with more right after this on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now, you can be a part of the experience live. Landau, you Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? 
I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. Get more information on Landau the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network. If you'd like to be a part of the program, you can call us at 646-668-2634. Our guest is Kentucky-based author Eddie Price. His book, Winner's Landing, is a multiple award winner, and he's also the author of uh, a children's book. So, uh, Eddie, thanks, by the way, for sticking around with us for the second segment. The kid's book is called Little Miss Grubby Toes, which uh, is a cute name and, and apparently has absolutely nothing to do with a historical fiction novel. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, historical fiction is my first love. There's no question about it. But I used to tell my daughters these stories with little morals about making wrong choices, and people told me they would make great children's books. And when I was at Reader's Favorite in Miami back in 2013, I met nationally known illustrator Mark Wayne Adams, and we got I pitched him the idea, and he agreed to become my illustrator and publisher. And we put out the first book, Little Miss Grubby Toe Steps on a Bee. Uh, mother tells her to keep her shoes on, basically, and she promises to do so. Uh, because there are bees on the lawn, the father hasn't mowed the grass, and uh, she forgets her promise, takes them off, and she gets stung. And uh, Now, the next book is coming out in uh, April, we think, and it is Little Miss Grubby Toes Plays with Matches. And uh, there's a series of misadventures where she makes a choice. And I've got questions and answers at the end, and uh, usually I can uh, go for a, a good hour, depending on the age group. If they're younger, you look at the wiggle factor when you're presenting. Uh, today's group, they were actually very good, and uh, we went 45 minutes each program. and uh, So that actually drives the sales of Witter's Landing. If I'll go to a, uh, or try to get in with a library or historical society, uh, they're maybe a little hesitant. They mm-hmm. don't have a lot of activity. But then I'll tell them I've got this children's book with puppet shows, and they'll hook me in for everything that I've got. And I might end up doing three to five programs in the course of one day. And it gets me out there with more uh, of an audience. You know, you get several audiences, and you get a little paycheck for each group and, that you present for, and you get to sell your books. And so I'm out having a, a good time doing that, meeting my readers, which is something that I really value because, you know, when you're able to to meet your readers face-to-face, that's that's a real rewarding experience. Eddie Price is our author guest today, and the uh, the book that we're talking about is children's book, Little Miss Grubby Toes, 
steps on a bee, even though that book uh, is sort of a sidelight for you. And, and historical fiction is, is the, the girl that brung you to the dance. This book has done very well, too. It's a Mom's Choice Awards winner. So congratulations on that. Um, was it difficult for you to put yourself in the mindset of, of a, a very young person? This book obviously targets, uh, you know, elementary school age kids and younger. Uh, you know, how do you do that as, as a fully mature adult to put yourself in, in that mindset? Well, it wasn't hard to write the story. Now that that I was able to sit down and think and look at the word levels, you know, because that's one of the things that we do when we work in curriculum at school. We look at what are the word levels of the kids, what is their, you know, cognitive ability. So when I devised the questions at the end, you know, I I did that. But I will tell you, after teaching high school and college for 36 years, to go into a kindergarten class, preschool is even worse. <laughs> you really have to, to rewire yourself. And that took a little practice. Uh, you don't want to talk over their heads. And, uh, you know, you have to deal with a lot of wiggling and a lot of noise. Uh, teachers are very good about, you know, keeping them in line. Uh, but I've had a few teachers leave the classroom, and oh, good heavens! But uh, the kids, you know, once you you dial in, it, it just takes a little practice. And once you you know what works and what doesn't, and if you've got a wiggly class and they're young, you think, all right, 20 minutes, and then we'll do a couple. We'll we'll break it up. You always have to break it up. But with older kids, you know, you can go longer. And I've developed another program called How a Children's Book happens and it the kids get to see the, the author and, and what is the role of the author and then they see the uh, illustrator and what is his role and what is the communication that goes on between them and then we have an editor and we discuss her role the designer the printer and so they actually get to see the book evolve before their eyes and I take that all the way up I've been I've been in college elementary school classes, you know, where the teachers are going out and they want to know about elementary books and, and authors and how to present. And so I've actually, I've got a, a, a class coming up, a college class coming up later this month. So uh, that's a lot of fun. You know, you, you just have to, you know, look at your audience and be, it's like when you write, you write for an audience. You, you, what, what is your target audience? And then how do you speak to them and if you think of it that way it, it will it will happen you know one of the things i think is is really interesting is, is we have this conversation and by the way we're talking with author eddie price and he's uh, online at eddieprice is that there's an awful lot that you do that has happened after the books are written and you know everybody tends to think maybe they've got a great story or a great book within them but but you seem to be proof positive that that the real work, the real uh, effort that, that goes into having people actually read the book comes well after the book is completed. Writing the book seems like it's sort of the easy part. 
Well, it, it was. I, it was just it's a, sort of apples and oranges. I did mistakenly think that when I turned out my great American novel that I was going to retire from school and live in the lap of luxury and uh, enjoy uh, long periods of idleness and that I can create more work. And I found out that you really – you have to get out there and really bust your rear end. To get that out there, uh, nobody's going to do it for you. Uh, you might get lucky with a New York publisher, uh, but for new authors, generally they run 1,500 copies, and they send them out. They try to market it a little bit, and then they'll – if they're remaindered, you know, the bookstores send them in in 45 days, that book could be de- dead at that point. And um, – You've got to really, really get out there and make sure that people, uh, that groups that that you wrote the book for are able to uh, know about it. And as you reach groups, other groups hear about you, and then they call. And uh, just the other day, I had three phone calls uh, come in, and I've, I've called 17 people the day before, and the three that called me were not the 17 that I called. And it, it really it takes a lot of hard work, email, advertising, word of mouth, phone calls. And then when you're at an event, you always look for people from the next county over. I stop in and uh, meet the librarians, uh, make an appointment with a historian. If they see you and you, you show them what you've got, then you've got a better chance of, of getting in. And so that's what I've done and working with the Kentucky Humanities Council uh, has been a, a, a good way to get my name out there. Uh, that's what I'm working on now. I'm trying to take it beyond my level uh, of hard work, which I'm willing to travel anywhere and uh, we'll talk to any age group. I mean, we're talking from two to 102 and, um, and I shift gears often in the day. But I would like to be able to have the book, you know, uh, advertised and uh, marketed, and that's where I'm working right now to take it to the next level. And and I have to tell you, uh, folks who are listening, you know, this is a, an author who's talking about digging in and putting the hard work in, but uh, a lot of the hard work that you've done has already paid off. As a matter of fact, Winter's Landing, 2015 National Literary Habitat Award for Best Historical Fiction. That's just one of the awards. Uh, uh, it's also a, uh, a big reader's favorite award winner. If you'd like to find out more about Witter's Landing or Eddie's uh, children's book about Little Miss Rubby Toes Who Steps on a Bee, you can visit Eddie Price online at eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. That's eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. And Eddie, what's next for you? What's next? Okay, I'm, I'm um, for Kentucky Chautauqua program. I am going to be portraying the jockey Roscoe Goose. I'm about his height. I need to lose about 20 pounds, but uh, I've got a costume, and I will be going across uh, the state of Kentucky and beyond, talking about the 1913 Kentucky Derby. And I have written a small companion book that I will be selling along with uh, those presentations. Uh, Little Miss Grabby Toes Plays with Matches comes out in April, and uh, a paperback version of Witter's Landing, a much uh, larger version with larger print because a lot of my people are older, and I feel like that will be able to reach them. 
that's coming out within in fact i'm to see the proofs this week and um that was designed through adobe indesign and uh, it's been set up with a new cover i'm real excited about that and i'm about three-fourths through the way of, of through writing the sequel planning and that's called one drop a slave and it's the next four years in the life of Craig Ridgeway and the Kentuckians that he is, is involved with. Very busy writer's life for author Eddie Price. The award-winning book is Witter's Landing. Mr. Price also a speaker for the Kentucky Humanities Council Speakers Bureau. And you're apt to find him out and about fully uniformed in, uh, in period wear from around 1812. Uh, and uh, Witter's Landing, uh, just uh, the reviews are off the hook for it. So if you have an opportunity, visit Eddie online. Again, the website, eddiepricekentuckyauthor.com. Eddie, thanks for being a part of the program today. Appreciate it. Great, great. Eddie Price, kentuckyauthor.com is the website. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out and make it a great day. 